Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm Reg Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. Kenny, today we are uh, straying a little bit from from what is usual, what is normal, but it's not straying from the content because it's going to tie in in a in a real uh, beautiful way. But I think our, our listening audience would appreciate hearing and knowing that on January the 27th, your father transitioned from this life to the next. And today, as we're cutting this, is February the 7th. Uh, yesterday was the memorial, and it was a beautiful tribute to your father as you, your brothers, uh, your dad's brother, your sister spoke about the legacy and what was deposited inside of you. And I've known you many, many years, but just hearing you talk about your father gave me a window into how and why you bumped into just exploring to the depth of what love is. Uh, because he set you up in a way to to know what that was. And I just thought today it would be it would be great to hear from you. I know this is fresh and it's going to be super tender, but just share share your thoughts, share your life about your dad, and we'll just dedicate this to him as a tribute to uh, all things love. Yes. So, so buckle up, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, it's it's really raw. Um, yeah. And and I'll probably do plenty of crying myself, but um, no tears of sorrow. Um, just nothing but gratefulness in a world where so many people don't have fathers or have have dads that don't love them um that make life a lot harder i had the greatest dad i ever knew and um and god's love made sense to me because of how my dad loved me yeah and um so i never knew i never lost anybody really Super close to me. I lost some some pretty close friends. You know, I'm 55 and and uh, hadn't lost a family member really. So I didn't know what it would be like to to lose my dad. Most of my life, if I'd have lost him early, I don't know what would have happened. You know, it, but I, I just never. I, but I still thought um, when I lost him, I would be just totally destroyed. But instead, he it's like. He kept us on full our whole lives, and he left us on full. And um, what do you mean by that? You you mentioned that last night at the memorial that he left you on full, and and so did your brother Gabe said that you know he left you guys on full. What do you mean by that? And then and then my sister said, you know, uh, I, I I was never empty, and and I never heard her say that. But um. Man, he lived to die for us. Not, he lived for us, but he was like, in a strange way, he lived to die for us. Like, you know, he, he loved us in that he only did, and this is why God's love made sense to me, he only did what he believed was best for us. And we always knew that. Like, when I first heard people wondering or suggesting that they weren't sure if they were loved by their parents, it occurred to me that it had never once in my life crossed my mind or even crossed my mind to consider whether or not my dad loved me. Like, I knew that I knew that I knew that he loved me, but, um, but I did, 
he wasn't just nice all the time. I mean, he, 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 he would let me have it. You know, he wanted what was best for me. So, I mean, he wore me out a few times, more than once. Um, I mean, funny, quick story. One time I was, I don't even remember how old I was, maybe early teens. And I was in the, I mean, and one thing was for sure, like way off limits was that, you know, we respected our mother. If dad saw us disrespected mom, I mean, you, you know, you didn't even want to know. Right. So that was very, very clear. I mean, everything that, that we knew that dad wouldn't tolerate, we knew why he wouldn't tolerate it. We knew it was for our own sake. And so, but in the case of my mom, man, you know, you didn't disrespect mom. Well, I don't remember what we were doing before remote controls. And, you know, I was in the, we were in her bedroom watching TV and then her bathroom was right there and she had some mirrors in there. And so, um, I, she asked me to get up and change the channel a couple of times. And I don't remember what it was, stupid kids, you know, I was, I was getting mad. And then she asked me to get up and do it again. I did it. And then I walked in the bathroom and I turned around and, there's a wall there. Mom can't see me, okay? But I'm flying her the bird as this young teenager. And then I realized there's a double mirror. Oh, no. I look I look the other way, and now I'm looking my mom in the eyes. And so she's like, so she says something. Well, Dad's down the hall paying bills. So in case you don't know, paying bills is like the worst possible time, you know, to get Dad. He's already can't handle <laughs> it anymore, you know? And so... He hears something. Mom's not going to tell Dad because she don't want to see it. <laughs> you know, she's look. She's not. Mom's trying to protect me, but Dad comes down there. He's like, "What? You know, what'd you do? What'd you do?" Anyway, I, long story short, I, I finally had to tell him. You know, and well, he didn't. The problem is, he didn't know went through a double mirror. You know, what I mean, he didn't know I was in. I didn't have a chance to say, "Dad, she couldn't see me." He thinking I just looked Mom in the face and gave her the bird. And so, um, so man, I'll just say, you know, I caught the belt on rear end the the back of the legs the back because i wouldn't hold still you know i'm running in circles the whole time you know so so dad disciplined us because he loved us and we always knew that and then if i was stuck or i was broke down or anywhere i was you know he used to used to bug me because he would check on me so many times i mean even into as as an adult you know if i go fishing he want to know where i went if i'm 20 minutes late getting home, you know, like, here, my God, here's dad again. Hey, dad. Hey, man. So I'm just make sure, make sure I need to come get you, you know. So, but all throughout our lives, um, he protected us fiercely. You know, uh, my brother said, you know, we would just could have been World War III if we had dad. We knew we were okay. And that was the truth. And so I think... What I was trying to think about yesterday when I was doing the service was, you know, what was the little things? Because when I, I sit around and think about what my dad did, what he actually did, I mean, he was a lot like other dads. But then he was completely different. And um, and so all the kids in our neighborhood were, um, I would say, when we were young, they were kind of scared of dad. But they all played at our house. And now they're grown and I see them sometimes, and some of them had dads, some of them didn't have dads, some of them had dads that weren't so present. You know, dad took everybody in the neighborhood. At one point in time or another, he took you fishing. Um, he took you hunting. He taught you how to do something. You know, he spent time with you, and he kicked you in the rear end if you did something stupid and sent you home to your parents if you were acting up. But I see these grown men now, and I bump into them now and then, that we had this neighborhood called Sherwood Forest. I lived on the corner of Airhead, Airhead and Junker, and we had... Um, Friar Tuck, and you know, all the streets were named after Sherwood Forest. It was, it was like a, 
you know, like a movie almost over there where we live. But all these kids are now gone on, they're adults, and they're off all over the place. Well, I bump into them now and then, and and they always ask about dad, and then they always make it a point to tell me, man, that, that he, in many ways, he was like a, another dad to them with tears in their eyes, you know? And, and But it was the... The crazy thing was that it was when we were coming up, it was like, you know, a lot of people thought he was hard. But what my daughter Grace mentioned this before the service, and I was like, she summed it up so well. Because Grace is very tenderhearted. I've talked about her, you know, in the ice cream runs in the truck and all the stuff, you know, about how easy she is to uh, upset. She's got a very soft heart. But she said Dad taught her to, to have thick skin but keep the soft heart. And uh, and that's what he was, and that's how he taught us. And, and that's so important because if we have thin skin, we're easily offended. So so we have this soft heart that cares. Well, that's wonderful. Like, there's n- absolutely nothing wrong with that. The only problem with that is, is it is going to get hurt. So the mistake we make when our soft hearts get hurt is instead of thickening up our skin a little bit, just meaning that, that I, I've got to... Dig up the truth here and figure out, does it really say something about me? Did it say something about them? It said something about me. Am I willing to change? If it said something about them, am I willing to help them see that maybe they need to change? Am I, am I willing to go to that effort? Or do I become so offended that I, I decide to start not caring anymore? So I start hardening this soft heart. And when I harden the soft heart, the skin gets thinner. Like I become very easily offended. And so this thin skin with this hard heart wrecks my life. You know, hard, hard hearts, I think I've said it before in the, in the podcast, hard hearts are weak. They're not strong. Monsters are weak. They're not strong. You know, loving, selfless people are strong. They can endure just about anything. It doesn't mean they don't get hurt. They will get hurt. It just means they don't allow the hurt in their life to change who they are, to cause them to begin to harden these hearts. And so Dad did a great job of teaching us to keep the tough skin, tough skin, or toughen up our skin and keep the soft hearts. Um, but man. Well, you, you were saying this long before he passed away because I think he was 88. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 88. But ever since we've, we've been friends and talking, you've always talked so highly of your father. Sometimes when someone passes away, we say great things about them that maybe didn't say those things before they passed away or were as verbal about that. And everything you're saying now is exactly what you were saying prior to. I'm curious as to, I I don't know anybody that's on a mission to know what love is more than you are. It consumes you. You think about it every single day and have for, I don't know how many years, many, many years. How do you think the example of your father's love contributed to you being on this mission trying to figure it out and getting to the core of what love really is? Well, I think the, the illusion that I had early on, and I think most people have, is that love is something that's not at all. So when we hear the word love, we just think of hearts and sweet, uh, nice, empathy, you know, all these, I don't know, just overly kind things but but normally those things are not kind at all because they're 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 coming from 
a place, at least in my life they did, you know, I, I, you know this, this idea of love came from this place of I don't take any vested interest in anyone else. I just wish you well. You know, and, and, and everything's just fine as long as you're happy. But my, my dad didn't, he didn't love us like that. He didn't love us like that at all. Like his tolerance for anything that was not best for us was zero. And so if I was foolish or doing anything foolish, if, if, I, if I was believing something that wasn't true, if, if I was doing things that he believed wouldn't be best for me, man, he, I mean, he didn't, he didn't wait two seconds to let me know. And, and so, but I knew he loved me. So I think it's, I think it's important that we, you know, that, that we make sure people know that we care. We got to let them know that we care. But once they know that we care, we have to make sure that they know what we believe is best for them. And I think that, that my dad, you know, just constantly only doing what was best for us, what he believed was best for us, did it. But maybe a couple examples might help because it's so, you know, the little things are the big things, Reggie. You know, when I think back on his life, I'm like, okay, what were the little things? You know, what, what added up to this other than, okay, he loved us and he did what was best for us. He disciplined us, but then he helped us along. What exactly did he do? You know, beyond that, what were the, what were the micro stuff that was going on here? Well, you know, when, when some of my earliest memories as a kid, as a kid you know, I don't, I don't know, I was maybe four years old, was um, dad hunting Easter eggs with me. You know, that may sound silly, but, you know, and, and our dad taking and me and my buddy and taking this little boat he had in the backyard that went in the bed of his truck with an outboard motor that went in the inside the boat. I mean, it's just a little bitty thing. And we put on the bank, put the motor on there, and push it off and stopping to get cinnamon rolls on our way to go fishing. Um, you know, I remember him taking his frog in when I was just just a little kid. I think I think it's so important for parents when their children are really early on, young in life, like maybe even by six or seven, that they've spent quality time taking them, teaching them to do little things, and then also not tolerating their abundant selfishness. You know, children. You know, the age. You know, we call it the terrible twos or threes or whatever. You know, um, that is such a critical time in our lives. Man, my dad, he didn't tolerate any foolishness during that time. But a lot of the kids that came over to our house, they, 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 they got away with all that. But when they got to our house, they didn't. And here, here's what's crazy, okay? So all these kids come from the other parents' houses and other families, and they're, they're all playing at our house. They're playing at our house for a reason, first of all. First, one of the reasons is because my parents welcome them. They're welcome to be there. It's okay. Right. Even though this is what happened to my evening or whatever else is going on. But they also feel loved there. But they come there and then they go home with many times with a harsh story. You know, hey, Mr. Vaughn, he lit me up, you know, but then he took them fishing next week, too. Right. And so in the neighborhood, my dad was kind of known as this as the mean guy through all of that. But. What's crazy is that, so that makes us not want to, even my, with my own children, it made me not want to discipline my children. It makes me not want to, to, be, to correct my children whenever they're young because I don't want us to be seen as harsh or judgmental or all these other things. But I'm going to tell you something. If you don't do what's best for your children when they're young, when they grow up, they're going to say, I never felt loved. I'm sorry. This, I'm just telling you how it is at this point. But... If you do, 
not only will your children come tell you how loved they were, so will everybody in the neighborhood. And so I'm, what I'm saying is dad didn't, he wasn't so worried about his own reputation. He wasn't so worried about his, his own success, his own everything. He was worried about us and our success. You know, in the memorial, I said, you know, another one of my earliest memories was him just being on the, this, we had a linoleum floor and this oval-shaped rug, and then he'd get on his hands and knees, and he'd go around on that rug, and I'd ride on his back like a horse, you know, and he just as a little kid. But all our lives, it's like Dad was on his hands and knees. He was working, and we were always on, on his back. And you would think... At some point, you know, is he going to get tired of that and say, hey, move me first, get off my back? But Dad liked us on his back. He wanted us on his back. Unless we were getting on his back so that we didn't have to contribute, so that we didn't have to carry someone else. If we were, you know, if we could, if we were on his back because we were being selfish, he'd throw us off in a split second. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, what, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> you know, but, um, but. If we needed a back to be on, he wanted to be the back we were on. And 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 that's God's love for us, Reggie. It's like um, God doesn't – he's not just everything we want him to be. And he's, he's not our truth. He is the truth. And he doesn't hate you. He hates sin because sin's – job is to destroy you. And, and I said in the, in the service last night, you know, because a lot of those kids out of the neighborhood were there. They're, I say kids, they're adults now. And um, and I knew some of them. And I was like, you know, I feel a little guilty because I had this incredible dad for this many years. And I know some of y'all didn't. And I'm sitting here talking about how amazing my dad was. But it's so important to realize that you don't have a choice or a decision in whether or not you have a loving dad. But you certainly have a loving father. His name is Jesus. He loved my dad. He loves your dad, even if he was a bad dad. He loves you and he loves me. But our lives don't change when God loves us. He makes the, him loving us makes the way for us to change. But it's when we love him that we change. And God wants us to love. I don't think he wants us to love so he'll be loved. He is love. I think he wants us to love because loving is best for us. It's loving that changes our lives. And so my dad loved us, but he also taught us how to love. And that meant he had zero tolerance for our foolishness or any level of selfishness whatsoever. He, he just... He, he wouldn't tolerate it. And, and many people saw that as harsh. But I'm going to tell you something, man. I got news for you and everybody else. Harsh? You want to see harsh? You fail to correct people who are living a selfish life if you have the opportunity. And we don't have the opportunity or the responsibility to, to control everybody else's, else's lives. But harsh is pretending that what someone is doing is lovely and right and good for them when we know it's not. Or just not caring. That's harsh. And so. Well, it, it definitely fits the definition that you gave for love or you have given for love. Love does for others what's best for them without regard for themselves. And everything that you've talked about your father, that sums it up 
that, that he provided for you guys. And isn't it interesting that at the end of someone's life, the stories that we tell, yeah. what we really talk about and what sticks, like, I find it interesting that, you know, we didn't, we didn't craft this interview. We just, we just kind of decided just to let it roll. And yet the stories that come out of you are what you said were the little things, but yet those little things are what you remember 30, 40, 50 years later. So obviously they made a big impact. And when I left the memorial service, I left provoked to think, what type of dad do I want to be from this point on? Because I want my children to tell stories like this, yeah. right? And we have that opportunity to, even if we, we've had a bad past, we have an opportunity from this point forward to rewrite that past, to write some new chapters. And I left the memorial motivated to do that. And that's the legacy of what your dad left behind. That's awesome. Not just with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I agree. And then, and you said, uh, your first question that I may have never answered was, you know, what, what do you mean he left you on full? Mm-hmm. And I think there was just nothing left to say or do for a long time. You know, it just, we, I, I just like to caution people: don't leave things unsaid and done. You know, we we don't we don't go say and do stuff because we're afraid some it, we're going to get hurt. You know, so that so we harden our hearts to that whatever that is, and we just go on with our thin skin, and 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 but all that comes back to roost, and um and dad didn't leave things undone. I mean, literally, it got to the point where if it's Father's Day, I just didn't know what else to write in a card. You know, what I mean, really, and if it was my if it was birthday or whatever, Dad didn't know what else to write in a card. We didn't know what else to say. I mean, really, towards the end, we would just—I'd go over there for a couple of hours, and we wouldn't hardly say a word. But it didn't matter, you know. You know, I mean, he said, "I love you," and walked in. We held hands. He always gave me his firm handshake. And and, and at first, I felt bad about that. I was like, "Man, I need—I need to be talking more." But but there was really nothing. There was nothing left to say. There's, and and so he never left things, you know. If you got to be hard on someone because you love them, you got to come back and make sure they know you love them. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that dad was great at. You know, he might tear me a new one, you know, because I gave my mom the finger, right? And God knows he should have. Um, but uh, but then when I was done crying and I was in my room, he came and sat on the side of my bed and explained why told me he loved me, and then the next day we went fishing, you know. And so um, so don't leave things. If You you know, he left us on full because he left he, – he, there was nothing left he could give us, tell us. And I'm not talking about uh, physical things. Right. Right? I'm talking about filled on the inside. Yeah. You know, some people are so poor, all they have is money. But Dad left us rich, man. He left us rich. Left you on full. Yeah, he left us on full. On the inside. Yeah. And I, you know. Well, this this content today, it goes for anybody, but I think it would be a, a good thing just to narrow down the focus and challenge all of our dads listening. Yeah. So go do it. Yeah. Leave the legacy you want to leave. It's not easy, but it's not that hard. It's really not. But it's, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you some time. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be hard whenever you don't want to do it. I mean, my son comes, I don't know what it is, Rick, like every night <laughs> he's going to hear this and I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> give it away. I don't know, but I love it. But you know, I, I, I lay I lay down to go to sleep, and but he at a certain time, man, he just rolls in there, and plops down right there. 
anyway, I'm not sometimes I'm like, <laughs> it comes. But you know, I'd like to get some rest or whatever. But man, there's nothing more valuable than the fact that, that Kennedy comes and sits by me, and he always has just a few questions. You know, and I don't care what my day was like. I'm not going to put it on him. You know, I mean, I just want to hear his questions and I want to try to direct him and answer his questions. And so um, it's not easy, Dad, you know, but it's a whole lot easier. Like the worst thing a dad can ever do to himself is fail to love his family. And so um, pick up the heavier load right now. Do the little things. They're way more valuable than you realize. So much more valuable. You know, in my mind, there's a million things Dad did a million times. But when, but when I really think back on it, it was just a little few things every now and then. But the memories made it seem like it was mm-hmm. my whole life. You mm-hmm. know, so we're crafting the stories that will be told after we're gone. Yeah, and we're doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Kenny, thank you for uh, being raw, oh, sharing you. your heart, and yeah. trust God's word no matter what. Keep your eyes on the horizon. Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.